Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. What is this? Oh, isn't this pleasant? I I, I don't understand. We'll just do the show. When the snow is falling. Oh, pretty. Kind of romantic. This is uh, upsetting me. Uh, well, yeah, it's because uh, we have a surprise guest on the John and Ken show. What's that? Who's that? Uh, oh, look at that. I have to change something. Hello? Hello? <laughs> uh, oh, I hear right. I hear a humming and a hissing in the background. Well, I'm trying to get this fixed. Uh, you, you can work the phones. No, no, no. I'm uh, sending a text to Eric. To I see. see. If he can't fix this quickly because I was just informed uh, that our special guest is requesting something else. A different song. Correct. <laughs> and the song apparently would be your wedding song. Oh, so oh, yeah, then I think I is. know who the guest is. Yeah, very good. 
I didn't remember your wedding song. I was there. Today is the uh, the Cobalt anniversary of their wedding. We're not going to really talk about how many years, but somewhere between 10 and 100. Was that part of the deal? Uh, well, so let's was, welcome our special guest. Well, she was a child bride. Uh, John's wife, Deborah. A child bride. That's, right. That's a good one. I was told to say that. Was that legal in New Jersey then? Jersey? Yeah, sure. Oh we, we, we got married in Alabama, don't you remember? Oh, I forgot. That's yeah. right. I did take a flight down there. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Happy uh, anniversary. Thank you. This is not my idea. Ken just texted me like five minutes ago and he's like, do you want to come for the anniversary? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then I was listening and I heard that song and I quickly texted Ken. I said, that was not our wedding song. So wait, wait, wait. Does John know? Do you think John remembers what the wedding song? Oh, yeah, because I picked it out. Oh, John remembers. This is something people would like to know. He's the one who remembers the wedding anniversaries and little things like, oh, do you remember the first time we went on a bike ride? And, oh, do you remember the first time we did right. blank? You're going to completely oh. ruin my image here. I was going to say. <laughs> no, You're going to blow the whole show. True. He doesn't no, remember my name or Deborah's name someday. So. <laughs> Happy anniversary, no, you guys. Thank you. And then, like, he'll bring flowers for it. I'm like, All right, uh, what not- is this Aww. for? You're overdoing oh. this, okay? You're he's so sweet. Way too much. Uh, he's but, built but, up a curmudgeon say, image all these years. All? Wait a minute. I said, I said, you know, I don't have a present for you. That's, that's okay. I have one for you. No, people are going to be like, they're probably <laughs> jamming on the car. Going, this is the same. I scream is all day. So, let's go. Okay. Are, are you done? So, <laughs> what is the song, John? It's Our Love is Here to Stay. Who it's is an, that? I don't know an, this song. It's an old song from uh, the 40s, I think. Oh, my God. That's I, why I don't know. It. Yeah, it's one of the... How old are you? Huh? I just I would hear it as a kid, and I who really liked it. Who sings it? Uh, I don't know who had the hit record with it, but all the, you know, the... I found an cr- Ella Fitzgerald version. Well, okay. Ella Fitzgerald sang it. Wow. Go. Oh, she's really cool. Yeah. All right, play it. Yeah, it was like a big band kind of swinging song. Yeah. Sing it, Ella. Tony Bennett sang it. Frank Sinatra. It's very clear. Our love is here to stay. Not for a year. This is the music I like. But ever and a day. I thought you liked the pop hits of the 60s and 70s. Not for a wedding. I went to a wedding once. And they played all the, like, the cheesy disco stuff, and I just thought, if, if I ever get married, I'm not playing any of this. So we just had big band standards and this kind of, uh, this kind of music. For, for suddenly tuning in, they must be, must be like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah, the station changed format. format? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right, that's, well, uh, all right, well, and, um, happy anniversary. Thank you, and Ken, that was very sweet of you, you know, and I was glad you were there. Wow. Wow. It was a while ago. By the way, the composer of that is George Gershwin in F minor, if anyone is wondering. <laughs> wow. That's an F minor. That's Rain Man-like. <laughs> well, happy anniversary to All right. you. Well, All right. Well, thank you. And you've exposed on. me as romantic and Ken is sensitive, so <laughs> and our careers are over now. 
<laughs> happy Flag Day. Or right. Happy anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. right. It's Flag Day, which I, I knew your I knew your anniversary was in June, but I didn't know the date. And then we talked about an hour ago, and you mentioned it. So I thought since it is, and we not allowed to say, but it's a, kind of a milestone. Sure. Yeah, that was you. so sweet of you. I mean, really. <laughs> it was. <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> Uh, if it wasn't a milestone year, I wouldn't have done it. So just want to be clear about that because you know, it's not like it, it's the fifth year or the 13th year or the. <laughs> it's a big one. Don't go. Don't uh, go much higher because I have. I'm the one that, that has to go home. Yeah, I know. I she asked me that when I texted her. Don't 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 talk about the year, but be happy to celebrate the anniversary. Same thing just happened with my sister who had a birthday and we got together for her birthday and it's a milestone, but we can't talk about it. A year. We just talk about oh, happy see. birthday. Oh. Yeah, same thing. There are still people that are very obsessed over not uh, acknowledging the exact math. <laughs> the inevitable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's right. I was there. I was at your wedding. We it were was... just talking about that before the show, yeah. I, uh, You know, because I, I, I really liked the wedding. It was a real reaction to another wedding that I went to, which had about 300 people. It was in a big hotel ballroom. And just everything about it was overdone, like everything. You know, the the, the bridesmaid had, they had wild colored dresses and they had a disco band and it was crowded and it was like hundreds of tables. And I thought, no, this, I can't have this. So we just had a small wedding, about 65 people yeah. at a, a beachside hotel and we had really classy music playing. There you go. Felt like a, like a nightclub. That's, That's funny. I, that was the today. effect I wanted. Today, being June 14th, I saw a story that uh, uh, it looks like Flag Day has lost its appeal thanks to the wokesters because, you know, the oh, American right. flag, that's all about imperialism, white supremacy, domination. Mm. Well, <laughs> it seems to have lost some of its uh, celebratory luster is what I got out of the article. Just among them. <laughs> I, I know, but there's them is the media sometimes and right. all the media. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember a few years back, maybe 10 or a little more years they would do some little quick news segment on Flag Day. I, they didn't today anywhere that I looked. Oh. Except that one article I saw, which was, it's kind of muted. Well, we'll acknowledge Flag Day because it's my anniversary. Which That's is true. Even, even bigger holiday. Now we'll all remember that your anniversary is Flag Day. All right, back in the real world, when we return, we will talk about this man, uh, this vagrant, who shot a CHP officer in Studio City and then was finally caught, and wouldn't you know it, in a homeless encampment tent in Van Nuys. We'll tell you all we know about this horrific story, but it tells you what cops have to face when they do traffic stops. It's coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. Well, there used to be a time not that long ago, we were just talking about Flag Day, but in this case, we're talking about uh, the dangers that police officers face. Uh, You know, whenever I look through the rag, the El Segundo Times, if there's any police coverage, it's about... uh, the fact that they shoot people they they shoot unarmed people and it's just wrong and it's terrible especially people that are in a poor mental state and we have to do something about the out of control police which really doesn't happen that often they don't shoot a lot of people period Uh, considering all the encounters that police have with everybody they don't shoot a lot of people it's also unusual that they get shot at doesn't happen that often but when it happens it's really scary and Last night in Studio City, a CHP officer pulled over a car. They ended up on Laurel Canyon Boulevard. This is around 8 p.m. And not too long after the traffic stop, this guy gets out of the car, pulls a gun, shoots the uh, officer several times, and then uh, speeds off. And this led to a huge manhunt. 
apparently they were able to trace the car to an apartment building in Van Nuys. And that's where the story stood last night. Uh, they were searching the apartment complex. Uh, they used uh, flashbang flash grenades to gain access to an apartment that this man lived in with the roommate. So they knew who they were looking for. And his name is, uh, you want to take a shot at it? Uh, okay. Uh, Pejman Iraq Kozrobadi. Or something like that. Uh, Pejman Iraj? Iraq. I-R-A-Q, like the country. Oh, I'm looking at a story that has it at I-R-A-J. Hmm. Uh, Channel 4 has it with a Q. They do. Somebody with the middle name of Iraq. Hmm. Yeah, no, the L.A. Times has it as Iraj, I-R-A-J. All right, could be a typo. Well, well, the thing well is- actually, I can break the tie here because I have <laughs> Channel 7. Channel 7 has it as Iraj, I-R-A-J. All right, we'll go with Iraj, two to one. Yeah, somebody at Channel 4 just thought, oh, just like the country, but well, I don't think it is. <laughs> well, the thing is, with a name like this, you, you could have several typos who would know. Yeah, I, I would imagine when the cop pulled this guy over, he ran the plate so they already knew the, the vehicle and probably the person they were looking for, and then that led them to the apartment. Uh, he wasn't there, though. So they called out the bloodhounds. And you'll be happy to know, Deborah Mark, the bloodhound has a name, uh, Piper. Oh, that's a cute name. A four-year-old canine, yes. Piper. Who, who picked up the scent of blood left by the suspect as at his apartment and tracked him down to a homeless encampment. He was hiding inside a tent in Van Nuys. Good oh, dog. This is that why dog we deserves don't eat extra dogs. treats. Absolutely. Yes. That's right. So you're okay with dogs working for police? Yes. Okay. As long as we don't eat them, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything with them you want. You can enslave them, but no, you can't eat them. No, no. I think, I think their handlers are very nice to them. I, I think so, All too, right, so man. this guy had an apartment, but he went to hide in the homeless camp. Yeah, because he knew they were probably going to come oh, when looking I first for him heard... at his apartment. It looks like he ran home first, uh -huh. probably realized this is not a good idea. They're going to find me here. And then he ran oh, off and, and he hid in this homeless encampment. And the dog tracked him to the homeless encampment. Yeah, they, they, they found blood in the apartment. Apparently, he may have been shot by the officer. I, I, yeah, I guess. they think he had a gunshot wound to the hand. Right. So he bled. So... And then the bloodhound picked up the scent, and uh, sure enough, it tracked him to the homeless encampment. Oh, because when I first heard the story, I thought it was a homeless guy that had uh, gone, gone crazy. No, he's a 33-year-old military veteran. We don't know a lot about him besides that. Uh, why he would decide to hop out of the car and shoot at police. Um, if you look at the photo that they're circulating, and I, I, I think it's the driver's license photo, probably. Um, but I think there's a second photo I looked at where he does look uh, well, a little unstable. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's got really long hair and a big beard. But uh, one of the photos I looked at, he does have kind of uh, nutty eyes. So he may have some. And as we're finding out more and more these days, he may be wanted for something. There may be a reason he did not want to deal with the police. And he decided to shoot his yeah, way out of there. Usually, I don't know. Usually you don't get that crazy just over a traffic uh, ticket. Uh, unless You should uh, not. Unless there's no. a warrant out. I'm not even sure why they pulled him over. It was just a traffic stop. It doesn't say what what it was for. But um, it just says that he, he, didn't, he wouldn't pull over initially. And they eventually he pulled over in a parking lot at a private K-12 grade school. 
And then there was the physical altercation, and then he pulled the gun, fired a few rounds. The police officer was struck in the face. Now, he's in critical but stable condition, but... That's not good. That's not good when somebody shoots, manages to shoot you in the face. That's... Yeah. Uh, so they thought he was barricaded in the apartment, and that led to hours of, you know, what do we do? And then uh, they eventually flashbanged their way in there, and they, they, no, talk, they found the roommate, but uh, he was gone. He definitely looks like a crazy guy. Uh, yeah. And uh, way, way too much hair on his face and head. Uh, that's uh, that's disturbing. Uh, with a name well, I drive, I drive by that uh, spot where he uh, shot the cop uh, three times a week. Is that, that right? That's, on Laurel Canyon? Laurel Canyon. It's just south of Ventura Boulevard. Is this the place where you get hamburgers? Oh, uh, there's a there's a hamburger place uh, <laughs> nearby, and I go around the corner to get back on the 101, and yeah. Lucky guess. Yeah, there you go. Uh, any any road that I mention that I'm on, odds are there's some hamburger joint nearby. Yeah. That's all I do out there. I, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he might, because he's a military veteran, maybe have some form of PTSD or something. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, that about him. I mean, yeah, either that, he's, he's got some, some uh, hair trigger of a temper, or he's got a record, or both. Because 99.99% of traffic stops, you just sit there and you take the ticket, right? Yes. So then if a guy jumps out and he, uh, and he shoots a cop, of all things, he's, I, I don't know how far out of his mind he's got to be. I mean, he could also be on some crazed drug. That's also possible, but, too. you know, he doesn't – let's say he doesn't look like an accountant. He looks like a guy that's going to cause some kind of trouble. Right. I mean, weird-looking people are, are, are weird-looking for a reason. And uh, the be- behavior uh, and their 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 background usually matches their, the way they present themselves. You would think that someone would pull over for a simple traffic stop, getting a ticket. But if he has, if there's some sort of warrant in the system or something that he did not want to be caught, that could explain why he opened fire and proceeded to but, run away. Of course, this being L.A. County, and we have a D.A. that doesn't really prosecute people, I, you know, you should have taken your chances, right? Whatever it is that you oh, might have been oh, wanted th- for. Th- this guy shot a cop? I mean, uh, Gascon. Well, now, yeah, it's attempted murder. Gascon's going to name a street after him. Uh, well, they don't. Uh, I hope it doesn't go that far. Does Gascon put out bounties now for that? I forgot. But Pro- this is this not. would be worth tracing through the system because uh, this presents a bit of a conundrum. Well, for Gascon, right? Oh, well, you know what? I could have just had a bad day. Uh, you shoot somebody, you should have yeah. to go to prison yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Oh, but he shot a cop? Well, let me think about hey, that. You think that there should be enhancements because he used a gun. So is Gascon, now that he's uh, right on the precipice of a recall election, is he going to not prosecute with gun enhancements for uh, a cop shooter? Or is he going to make a big show of this to try to fend off the recall by saying that he will prosecute to the fullest extent so he can look like he's doing something for yeah. For law enforcement and the well, people that were about to sign the petition. It's uh, not going to do him any good to uh, let this guy off on light charges. That, that's not going to help his cause. Right. right. But you did not, at least as far as we know, John, you didn't get your vagrant story. This is not a vagrant. He just... No. And actually, I saw a man who was in the tent with him interviewed on Channel 7. Oh, really? And it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, well, the homeless man, not besides that, but he just said that, yeah, he talked to me. He told me he was some sort of veteran, and uh, uh, but he didn't really provide a good explanation as to yeah. why he was. I'm, I'm guessing he's, he hopped in his tent. Either has a record or he's done a lot of terrible things and wasn't caught because usually uh, you don't start off your first crime is shooting a cop. 
Right. Usually there's there's an on-ramp there. And, you know, he had a gun to begin with. So that's uh, what's he walking around with a loaded gun while driving? He's, uh, well, well, we'll find out more about him. Ah, we got more coming up. John and Ken KF. I- hey, a quick reminder that uh, just three days away, we'll be back with our Moist Line crowd. And you can still be a part of it by leaving a message to the talk radio, uh, the uh, iHeartRadio app. That's the talk back option with the microphone. Or you can call the Moist Line number. One eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Up in Sacramento, the hacks and it's almost all Democrats have come up with a budget that would be the state senate and assembly. They have to mesh it with Newsom. It's missing something. It. it is missing something, and that's because there's a pretty big divide as to how to give people gas price relief. They can't. Newsom just- wants to give people who have a car money. The legislature wants to make sure it just goes to poor people, and including those who don't even drive cars. This is so simple. Don't you hate these guys? Don't you just just despise these guys? It's a gas tax rebate. Give a rebate to everybody who pays gas tax, which would be every everyone who has a registered car. Simple. That would be the connection. Look, call up the car registry. Send all those people a rebate check now. Nothing to debate. Enough with your weird, woke, equity nonsense. Don't yeah. want to hear it. I pay gas tax. I want a gas tax rebate. And end of discussion. End of negotiation. We'll be talking to Assemblyman Vince Fong, a Republican from Bakersfield, after 3 o'clock. It looks like the Republicans have gotten together and had a news conference today saying six months, no action on gas cost relief for Californians. This legislature is not doing anything for people. So we'll get into that after 3 o'clock. Speaking of cars, uh, we did not realize this, but apparently last week there was a nine-hour meeting, nine hours, of the California Air Resources Board as they were discussing the mandate for electric cars. Uh, people showed up in big numbers, car owners, uh, of course, environmentalists, people from the industry that produces cars, all of them with their opinions about the mandate we have in California, which bans the sale of new gas-powered cars in 2035. And I should repeat or clarify that that's new cars. You know what? You're I think I'm going to be able to buy used cars that are gas, but you will not find new cars that are gas powered. I think I'm going to go out and buy five cars and put them in storage. So for not the rest, a bad of, my idea. Li- uh, rest of my life, keep them shiny and yeah, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. They. Uh, let's hope the gas stations stay open though for you. That's what they'll do. They'll shut down the gas stations, won't they? The bastards. <laughs> they'll choke you off at the source. That's right. Uh, Why'd you? They'll say have that? to go to Russia to get your. Uh... Well, the. Uh, so they want to begin in 2026, that's only a few years away, with 35% of the new car sales have to be electric or other zero emission vehicles. 35%. As I said, that's, that's barely three and a half years away. And then in 2035, all new gas-powered car sales would be banned. What is the percentage today of new car sales that are zero emission? It's 12%. I thought it was lower than that. But that's yeah. California news, numbers. Uh, yeah, because nationwide, I'm, I think it's in the single digits. Yeah, it's four percent nationwide. Right. It's uh, of uh, of pure electric cars and hybrid plug-ins. Uh, last year was six hundred fifty-six thousand, four percent of the total market. 
Right. So a number of the, believe it or not, California Air Resources board members are questioning whether or not this deadline is going to come too soon. Uh, they're asking questions as to whether or not it's practical. And <laughs> as you might expect, it's going to leave out the middle class and the poor people. Who electrical one even compared it to the housing situation that we may find it's just out of reach for many residents of California to try to obtain an electric car. Let's say you were newly born into California as an adult and you had no idea about this issue, right? You're, you've become conscious. If you spent, I would think, a half hour on the internet, you would learn that first of all, there there are not going to be enough electric cars manufactured to uh, meet meet the demand if if the demand is forcibly created by the government secondly you don't have the charging stations thirdly you don't have the electricity manufactured for this there's no electrical grid that can handle this kind of thing so you don't have the cars you don't have the charging stations you don't have the electricity and you don't have the materials to build the batteries to create the electric cars. And right now, all new cars are almost difficult to get because of the whole chip shortage that's going on. Then there's that. Now, that could straighten out in a year or two, but, but I might have said that two years ago, and we still, still have the problem. <laughs> they are so far away from this uh, occurring, and they've, they've always been this far away. This is just one of Newsom's little uh, fantasy bubbles he throws up to show that I'm forward-thinking. I'm progressive. I'm a visionary because all it costs him is is one paragraph on a sheet of paper for a press release. That's all he has to do. He's not manufacturing the cars. He's not manufacturing the batteries. He's not mining the, the minerals. He's not building the electrical grid. He's not installing the charging stations or manufacturing them. He can put out a press release. Say, I declare executive order. That's what he did a couple of years ago. That's what he, he put did. out this executive order, which CARB has to carry out. And now they're holding hearings as to whether or not uh, this is practical with now, these deadlines. CARB is the most top-down, communistic, control-freak organization you will find in America. This is their, their whole policy. All their policies are straight out of the Soviet Union. And even they're looking at this and going, well, how are we going to implement this? How do we do this? I mean, if CARB puts up a stop sign, you know you've, you've gone off the cliff. And he certainly has. So they're going to need about 1.2 million chargers to be installed around the state, as they expect, based on their projections, 8 million electric cars in the state in the year 2030. That's their calculations. 1.2 million chargers. That's and, what they're going to need to add in the next... And 2030 is only seven years, seven and a half right. years away. So, and, and where are those being manufactured? Uh, well, there you go. That could ramp up employment if we need it. I don't know. Sure, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, where, where, is the, where are the materials coming from? What's the supply chain like for those materials? Where are the factories? You know they're not in California. They're going to try to give the car makers credit towards meeting the sales targets because some of the automakers are saying the timeline is too tight. And, you know, there's always this threat that screw the California market. If this becomes just unfeasible, why should we go out of our way 
to uh, because they have all these requirements here. Electric cars have to go at least 150 miles on a single charge. Batteries would need to be durable and carry a manufacturer's warranty. At least 80% of the original range must be maintained over 10 years. This is what they're requiring the automakers to do with the electric cars. 150 miles for range is the minimum requirement? The minimum, yes. On a <laughs> that, won't, that won't get a lot of people in Southern California to work and back. Uh, no, I mean... Uh, I, I don't know what I haven't looked at a regular electric car these days and how much miles they get, but I, I do know that some of the Teslas can get at least 200. Oh, no, the, the, the Teslas answer all the objections. If you can afford a Tesla, you don't have to worry about life for the most part. But all the other models, which cost significantly uh, less. Um, yeah, they, and they, Tesla has the advantage it has its own charging network. Right. So You cannot uh, use them if you have another electric car. It's not going to work. Uh, they estimate uh, almost 65,000 jobs would be lost because of this mandate. Mechanics most affected. More than, more than half the mechanics would be uh, out of business. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose, I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll have a welfare program for mechanics. And, uh, what was really shocking in this story in CalMatter is, uh, look who showed up, Meg Whitman. Oh, well, not that way, Meg Whitman. This is Meg Whitman, a 42-year-old... Sacramento-based physician. Another Meg Whitman. Who was there to complain about her son having asthma. You see, because exhaust from the freeways. Well, maybe you ought to move away from the freeways. You know, I'm, I'm kind of up to here with people saying, well, you know, this, uh, all these freeways, they contribute to pollution. It's like, so don't live next to a freeway. You know, there's a lot of rural areas in America. There's a lot of wide open spaces. I, I, people are choosing to live where they live. We've kind of lost that whole concept. If you live in a place and you don't like it, then you have to move. But you, increasingly, they want us to shut down society, shut down the economy, shut down transportation. We need more highways, not less. We need more lanes, more freeways. By I, the I, way, there were representatives from one, two, three, four states... New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Oregon, who said, oh, we support the proposal, and we're going to have similar rules in our states. Yeah, this idea that everybody follows California. I don't know. They passed the Global Warming Act, what, in 2006? Yeah. Nobody has anything like that. No, nobody has. You know, I get, there's, a, there's a story I found. I haven't read it yet. Maybe we can get into it tomorrow. There's a, a woman, Rachel Wolf, in the Wall Street Journal, who, uh, for a story idea, uh, actually, she, she wanted to do this, um, she she and her friend drove from New Orleans to Chicago and back in an electric car in four days. Um, mm. She said she'd never do it again, at least not the way the world is set up right now, because uh, because of the charging stations. Right. You know, and uh, like uh, it's it's uh, like she had a plug share app to help find where the charging options are, but most were classified as level two, which means you required eight hours for a full charge. Okay. So the charging stations they do have. Like maybe, That's a commitment. Yeah. yeah. Maybe your car is capable of getting charged much quicker than that, but you have to have, again, the electric supply. All right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI. Well, California driver is going to get any help with the high gas prices. Uh, it was promised by the governor in his budget address in January. The legislature's talked about it. It's almost July. Still nothing. They've come up with a budget. 
in Sacramento. That's the state assembly and Senate led by way too many Democrats. But they have nothing in there right now about gas price relief. We'll talk about it after three o'clock with Republican Assembly member Vince Fong. Uh, we talked about this case a few weeks ago, and today was the day where the decision was announced by a high court in New York State, and they ruled five to two. This is the Court of Appeals that Happy the Elephant, who's at the Bronx Zoo, is not a person <laughs> in a legal sense. Did you hear this? Deborah, did you hear this? Yes. Happy the elephant. I know. Somebody sued that Happy was a person. I well. And had the right to be moved from the zoo. I, it was an animal advocacy organization. They argued that Happy was being illegally detained at the Bronx Zoo and should be transferred to a more natural environment like a sanctuary. Yeah. It hinged on the cornerstone legal principle of habeas corpus, which people assert to protect their bodily liberty and to contest illegal confinement. So should it be extended to what they call cognitively complex animals like elephants? Yes. No, the court said. <laughs> Chimps were also offered up. Dogs, not the same, according to this evaluation. No, dogs are not cognitively complex. My dogs are, let me tell you. <laughs> most, you know, most Even people the animal aren't. rights group did not offer them up as they, they think it comes down to elephants and chimps right now because... Well, they're in a lot of zoos. Anyway. I, I think of a, I can think of a lot of people that don't deserve this protection because uh, they're not cognitively complex. Uh, one of the judges said, "Well, no one disputes the impressive capabilities of elephants. We reject the petitioner's arguments that's entitled to seek the remedy of habeas corpus on Happy's behalf." By the way, Happy is named Happy because after it was captured in Thailand. This, by the way, this elephant's more than forty years old. And brought to the United States, its first job was in some sort of circus show where all the elephants were named after the dwarfs. Snow White's dwarfs. Oh, I see. So that's why this one's happy. Right. So Well, we don't, don't know we don't know how the elephant feels. I don't think the elephant is probably happy. Uh, they claim, Deborah, that it is bonded with its handlers at the zoo and does appear to be uh, well adjusted and, and they didn't use the word happy, but yeah. they say that our elephants look great, they feel great. How many of us are? How do we know more? that? <laughs> well, you well how do we know the he's, he doesn't want to be there? Well, but the elephant doesn't have a choice. I well, think though that if animals are choice? in a place for a long time, they're probably very set in their ways. And he's older. He's in his 40s. Oh. He doesn't want to move again. You know how yeah. it is. You get set in your ways. Yeah, you now, guys. Elephants are extremely social by nature, unlike John Cobalt. <laughs> they roam in herds <laughs> and they communicate with each other. Uh, low frequency rumbles. They even angle their bodies to communicate. Did I ever tell you about the one really um, intimate experience I had with an elephant? Uh, intimate is a tricky word. How intimate? Well, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> well, we went on a safari probably about 10 years ago to Africa. And you could stand really close to where the, uh, the elephants marched. And they were in their herd, their families, right? Yeah. And they're walking by. And I looked at one. It was a male elephant. And he looked at me, and our eyes met, and he nodded at me and waved his trunk and then kept going. And I felt like we made eye contact that we connected in some deep way. I really do. I still yeah. remember his I remember his face. What about that? Oh, that's so sweet. No, I, I No, it is. It's very that's very touching, John. Wow. That's twice twice this hour. 
I know. There is okay. something very wrong with you. Are you feeling okay? Do you have a fever? <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm feeling weak. Happy has actually been tested. Happy distinguished, it's a female, by the way, John, distinguished herself as especially cognitively advanced. Back in 2005, she passed a mirror self-recognition test. She touched an X marked on her head with her trunk hmm. while looking in the mirror to kind of say, oh, that's me. <laughs> and she said, how's my hair look? <laughs> Do I look fat? Got any nuts? <laughs> uh, the first elephant to show such a degree of self-awareness. Only human infants, apes, and dolphins had done something like that before. So that's what made Happy very special. And that's why they were really pushing for her freedom from the zoo. But she lost. Well, at least she's not in a circus. Yes, and she apparently was part of her life I'm, in some I'm, sort of performing circus. I miss but... circuses. I once, oh, rode, no. I once rode an elephant in a circus. No. <laughs> yeah, I got on an elephant at the was... Orange County Fair and never again because I couldn't spread that wide to sit on it. It was horrific. <laughs> oh my, God, my hamstrings were killing me. <laughs> I was on a, an elephant in Long Beach once. Yeah? Yeah. And it, it is it is tough sitting on those elephants because we went for elephant rides in Thailand, and uh, I remember it was uh, it was scary being up there. Yeah, we were, I have a we tough were, enough time we, on a horse, but an we elephant. Were, yeah. I don't ride horses because I just don't think it's fair to them. So I certainly wouldn't ride an elephant. Eric, stop giving me those mean looks. The horse wouldn't even notice you. <laughs> Still, I I just that's something I I just don't. Do. Well, I rode a horse in Iceland, and it, it loved me. And, in fact, it kept stopping to feed itself, which I said stop that. But at the end, <laughs> you said stop that. I well, gave it a treat. And you know what happened? I walked away to go back to join the group. And that horse came pushing up behind me and pushed me in the back, wanted more. It's actually very cute. You got That's anything cute. else? Because, because when they eat, this was true with the elephant, too. They dip their heads way down. And you've got to hold on for dear life. So yeah. you don't slide off the uh, down the truck. Okay, can I can I just say what? one thing? See how you guys are complimenting these animals and you're enjoying them. Okay, mm -hmm. so then why do you think animals deserve to be consumed? People do eat horse meat. I don't eat elephant meat. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who eat elephant meat. I have never had chimp meat. <laughs> but see no. how special animals are. I, I don't just get much out of a cow. I'm sorry. Well, if you, you know what? Look, Maybe if you rode a cow and gave it a If you gave the cow a mirror, thing. it would just stare like, what the look, hell? Look, there's... You don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Cows are not cognitively uh, complicated. I don't all. think they are. No. no. Does all that right. mean we can eat them? Yeah, that's debatable. Just because something is inert. <laughs> all right. We got a lot to do when we come back. We're going to talk to Assemblymember Vince Fong, a Republican from Bakersfield. The Democrats have uh, come up with their uh, dopey budget. It's huge, of course. I think it's $300 billion or but, something. But uh, no gas tax uh, rebate. No gas tax rebate at the moment. Or not gas tax, but gas price rebate. Nothing about for gas prices. Coming up next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. 
They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, small business success stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.